Hi, everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. Hello. My name is Caroline. I am Beth. Um, let's, let's do personal updates. How are, how are you? <laughs> I'm really good. Um, I had, oh my gosh, I had my last day of working at the bakery, which I can now yes. say I worked at, I worked at City Bakery. Yep. I, I wasn't comfortable saying that on the podcast when I worked there, but oh, yeah. now I worked at City Bakery, number three, West 18th Street in Chelsea, Manhattan, New York. And and she met Jessica Lang. I, I yes, I met a bunch of celebrities there, including that's where I met Tara. I think I said that, but that's where I met Amber Benson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah, yeah. was a Buffy actor? But um, I had my last day there on Saturday, which was two days ago from when we're recording this, mm-hmm. and I have never felt more relief. You're just you're free in my entire life. You're free, my friend. <laughs> Oh, I'm so um, excited. I'm not doing that great. I have a, just an unholy amount of mosquito bites. And um, I don't know if you guys can tell the difference of quality. I'm sure you can. But I left my mic at my uh, at my apartment in my college town. And I'm currently at my parents' house where I spend most of my time. So you think, <laughs> you would think that I would remember to bring my mic with me. And I didn't. So now I'm juggling a precarious setup with the headphones microphone. And now I understand Beth's plight. Which, oh yeah, speaking of quality, Beth, Beth, Ella Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got a, um, a new, they were having a sale. This like, uh, audio company was having a sale. And I got, um. Which is crazy because we work with audio. Um, Which has really worked out well. Yeah, it really worked out for us. They were having a sale on this microphone, and it was really lucky because the, um, I was I was going to order it online, but you had an option to pick it up in the store, and the store uh-huh. was literally right down the street from City Bakery. Yes. So we just went to City Bakery the in audio store. The gods are shining upon you. Yes, oh, truly. I can't get that. I can't get that loud. That's why my voice is very low energy right now. Because if I get too loud, then it's going to like crackle and it's going to sound bad. So this is, we're having a very zen podcast today. Call us HGTV because we're trading spaces. Yep. That's what we're doing. I sound good. She sounds bad. That's how it's going to be for the next couple episodes because that's what we're doing today. Yeah, we're recording a couple today. All right, listen, let's get down to business. Let's get down to brass tacks. defeat the Huns. Season two, Buffy. Yeah, we started season two. Um, we're really getting into some character development mm-hmm. now, which I'm enjoying. Um, some things I'd like to talk about. The opening of the episode, Xander almost kisses Willow. Yes. And then they get interrupted by a vampire. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the episode, he's fucking grinding on Buffy in the middle of the bronze in front of Willow. And I'm like, that is... Some low-level type of action. Just like a man. Just like a man. I Mm -hmm. literally, I couldn't believe it. My first note is in all caps, why does Xander lead Willow on? 
Because he's, they're like best friends, right? Which you're seeing more of that now, and it's just the acting's getting better and it's seeming more natural as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, the really forced sort of friendship. Oh, yeah, for sure. That they were having in season one. And so, like, like in, in this episode, Willow gets taken and Xander doesn't. And Xander sees Buffy. And it's it's kind of Buffy's fault that they're taken. And um, Xander says to Buffy, he goes, if they hurt Willow, I'll kill you. And so, like, he has this sort of reaction to her, which seems you know, brotherly or like mm-hmm. best friendly. And I, I'm just so baffled that Xander goes from like almost kissing her to being like, she's my best friend. And if she's hurt, I'll kill you. It's just, yeah, it was, it's in- just, it was interesting. Um, because like, yeah, you're supposed to, I mean, cause Buffy, found out that Buffy, after um, they defeated the Master, Buffy went to L.A. to stay with her dad. Uh-huh. And um, so she's been there the whole time. And Willow and Xander, uh, we assume, alone. are just hanging out all summer, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, doing whatever. Um, so, like, they, I mean, even though they're already really close, they've probably gotten even closer yeah, over the summer, and so it probably feels like a natural progression. We just haven't seen it for them to like uh-huh. maybe maybe try and start something romantic. Even though I love that they're not their friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I think platonic friendships between opposite sex or genders, excuse me, is like super important. And it it's not it's not that he tries to kiss her at the beginning. Because I get that, that they've been spending all summer right, right, by themselves. Right. And I was, at, when it was happening, you know, they were playing, they were playing a little game where they say a movie quote and then the other person has to guess what mm-hmm. it is. And so they were doing like, they were being cute and friendly and like natural together. And then he goes in to kiss her. And that wasn't my problem. My problem is that 10 it's, minutes later. Yeah. It's like he's, he's, he's willing Buffy? to like yeah. dump that for just because Buffy is back. Yeah. But then he's still like. Oh, Willow's my best friend. And I'm like, if she was your best friend, you wouldn't do that to her. You wouldn't treat her like that. Yeah. Willow's great. Willow takes so much crap. She really, really is. So is Buffy. And so uh, is Cordelia. I, I, I love... And Miss Calendar. Mm-hmm. I love this episode because I just remember, um... I have, when I think about this episode, the only thing, like, I have this very vivid visual memory of Buffy smashing the master's bones. Yeah. That was an amazing part of the episode. And I thought they did a really good job of, um, cause you know, honestly, from a viewer's standpoint, uh, I think that if they would have had this, um, this phase of that Buffy's going through where she's, uh, she's really upset. She's being very, very mean to everybody. And, um, which like, it's understandable and nobody's really blaming her for it. People are just like, Buffy, get your shit together. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I feel like if they would have tried to drag that out across a couple of episodes, I feel like it would have, I feel like it would have lost its punch. Mm hmm. You oh, know, for sure. It, like, I feel like at a at a certain point, you would start being like, Buffy, come on, which is how everybody else feels, but that's not how you want the viewer 
to feel, I don't think. And so I think right. they did a really good job of compacting all of that into one episode and also explaining, like, having her dad. Her dad is talking to her mom at one point whenever he's, like, dropping her back off in, uh, where do they live? Um, Sunnydale. Sunnydale. Right. And so, um, so whenever he's dropping her back off in Sunnydale, he's like, she's been distant all summer and her mom's like, you're telling me. And so, like, they, they have that, um, to explain, like, it's been going on for months and then they, like, I don't know, they just did a really good job with the, the timing of this Mm -hmm. episode, I think. And, like, delving into Buffy's issues without, um overplaying it or over dramatizing it especially yeah it i've i feel like well because i think her reaction is a really like earned reaction yeah of like course. yeah i mean it's i hate that i feel i don't want to make these comparisons but it's exactly like what harry has to go through after <laughs> oh my god, god. It, it that's literally <laughs> exactly what it reminds me of it is it is i know <laughs> But, um, she, cause she has, she's been through this, like, horrible trauma, and now she has to kind of go back into her real life, and it sucks because, like, anyway, we're <laughs> back, everybody. Skype froze for a second, but we're back. Beth, what were you saying? Um, I think her reaction is really earned. And all of her friends and like Giles and and Xander and Buffy are like, you can take a break if you need to. Absolutely. Like they're like, they're being really understanding. But I mean, she's they're what what oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're being such good friends through all of it. I think I think they do a really good job, and this is all credit to the writers. Um, I think they do a really good job of. Of having the friends be, um, be like, kind of, not devil's advocate, but just being like, Buffy, deal with this. Stop acting like it's our fault. Like, stop doing. I loved what Cordelia said to her. Oh, yeah. She was like, you're not even going to have the loser friends that you've already got if you keep this up. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's great because it's like that is what Buffy needs to hear at that point. I mean, yeah. she doesn't really take it into consideration, but mm-hmm. Cordelia is like, get over it, like, com- yeah. like compartmentalize your feelings and don't treat your friends like garbage. Yeah, and that's really the issue here is that she's dealing with this post traumatic stress that I I really don't even know what she's feeling. I guess fear. I guess or, that's a good point, is, like, the episode doesn't really let us know. She's So she's scared of the Master, which is completely reasonable. Right. She's scared of the Master, but, like... And, and, and then she, you know, the these weird vampires are trying to bring him back. But, like, it's, yeah. it's still, like... I don't... I mean, maybe this is it's just... It's never made clear, but honestly, I think I think that adds more to it, to where, like... You as an audience member are just like, okay, Buffy's going through something. Because that's what you would say, like, to your friend. If your friend is, like, suddenly being really mean to you for Mm -hmm. literally no reason, it's like, okay, she is dealing with something right right now, you know? And I think, I don't know, I just thought they did a really excellent job of when, like, whenever she's, like, being really rude to Giles and Xander's like, all right, that's about enough. Yeah. You know? And then, like, they get interrupted, but, like, just the fact that they're willing 
to call her out, you know, and like not necessarily in a negative way. They aren't saying, Buffy, you shouldn't be acting like this, but they're saying, Buffy, you need to talk about it, which, you know, if any of our listeners out there are going through something, talk about it. Yeah. Call a friend. We promise. We promise it will help. Post about it online. Yeah. Um, On the internet. (laughs) Where everyone is nice. Yeah. um, Exactly. Um. I haven't really looked at my notes so far. I liked how this is kind of jumping back. I liked how they portrayed um, Hank and Joyce as a divorced couple. Oh, like just still buds? Just like, I mean, yeah, just like, you know. Hank. I was like, who is Hank? Oh, now yeah. Sorry. Mr. Mister Buffy's mom. Uh, <laughs> this is one of, you only, I want to say you only see him in three, ep- it, it is, it's only three episodes. You see him... Well, in Nightmares. Yeah, you saw him in Nightmares, you see him in this episode, and then you see him in an episode in season five. Wow. So, Come on, Hank. So that's Be more the, present. Those are the only three. But it's also interesting because kind of later in the show, he's kind of portrayed as, like, even more absent than he is now. So it's like, I think it, it's probably just like they were like, oh, it's just easier for Buffy not to go to her dad's house all the time. Or like, you know, like, it's easier for us to write like, oh, I, I don't know, whatever. But um, I guess, but I feel like that would be an easy out because then you don't, because um, do, does every season start back up at the beginning of school? Um, I mean, yeah, when it takes place um, right. in and school. So, if I was a writer, I would be like, yeah, Buffy spends the summers with her dad because that's, like, a very easy way to be like, well, Buffy after, wasn't there. After this summer, or after this season, she, um... She doesn't? No. No, no, no. She doesn't. Um, and then mm. she goes, and then she's in college. Oh, right. Or, or she's in senior year and then call Anyway... It's just weird because, like, um, I can think of a few instances that I, like, really can't say. But um, in season five, there's, like, moments when he should be there. Like, he should be at least somewhat present in Buffy's life, and then he's not. It's weird. Um, Some people have dads like that. But, yeah, it's just, it's it. I feel like it's not consistent with the dad that we've seen Right. Now. Because he does seem to care about her. Yeah, he seems to care. It's just like she, her mom has custody. Right, so right. So she's just hanging out with her mom all the time. Right. Um, hey, do you remember that time that Buffy tortured a vampire? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was very surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Also. This whole episode was surprising, which, you know, of course, is con- it's consistent because everybody else is surprised by the way she's acting, too. Because it's not Buffy. You know, Buffy's, you know, she's a cheerleader and but she's, she's not, really nice. Yeah. She she's weird. Like, she's not popular, but she's, she kicks you know, ass, relatively but she's not well-liked. Mean. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, when she did that, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Plus, oh my god, I don't know why, but like... I can't remember. I think it might have been in Game of Thrones when there are like these scenes where like people will stick like hot coals in people's mouths. mouths, And that's just, it's terrible. That's like, that's what gets me. Mm hmm. Stuff like that. 
it's, like stuff like that would bother me le- like that would bother me more than like seeing somebody get like a limb cut off or something like that uh, on a show not in real life it really it bothers me when people um like skin stuff bothers me yes like Ugh. when people get scalped or Ugh. like like people's skin gets peeled off or something like yeah. that skin yeah, today, stuff like really gets to me i was watching game of thrones i just started watching game of thrones everybody um but uh yeah i was watching it and there's this girl and she's like telling this dude that she loves she's like i would she's like i will not let anybody hurt you i will cut their faces off yeah she says that and i'm like would you really <laughs> would you really do that <laughs> I'd be freaked out if the person I was dating was like, I would cut someone's face off yeah. for you. Listeners, that's like, a sign. Wow. That's a away. red flag. If your significant other has ever said that they would cut yours or anybody else's face off, you need to tell somebody. Tell you need to make one. a phone call. Um, oh, so uh, Chibo Mato is a right? real band, apparently. Yeah. I Googled it. Yeah. Yeah, I assumed. They were I, good. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, they they do that. <laughs> they do that. She so- turns into sugar water. <laughs> I was riding a about. camel. Um, oh, yeah. I've ridden, have you ridden a camel before? I have. Dude, those things stink. They. Those are some stinky animals. The only thing I remember about riding a camel, I was in Turkey, and um, those old... Those will split your legs right open. They will split you right down the middle because they are wide yep. creatures. Those are some wide. <laughs> those are some wide creatures, everybody. <laughs> it hurts. This is, welcome to camel speak. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's talk about camels. I don't um, have a whole lot to say about camels, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really know too much about them except for water and that they hurt to ride. Yeah. They feature heavily in Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's it. That's uh, the end of camel speak. Yeah. Back to Buffy speak. (laughs) (laughs) We're out of camel facts. Um, I thought it was funny that Xander at school is like, this this band is playing at the bronze, yay. And then Xander at the bronze, he's like, I hate music and those who perform it. (laughs) He's like, not into it. Wait, does he say that? No, he's just, like, sitting down, and he's not paying attention to the band at all, which is, like... Yeah. I mean, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting for Buffy, but, like, he was the one who brought it up to, to Willow. He was yeah, like, he oh, was Chibomato like... Mata was playing tonight. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah, Xander's weird. He's weird. I think, I think that would be kind of, like, my biggest... If I was going to complain about the show, which, like... I'm not at all. I really do enjoy the show. But if I was going to make a comment, like a critique of it, then it would probably be character inconsistencies. Because uh-huh. right now, Giles has been really consistent and Buffy has been really. Con- oh, and Cordelia. Uh-huh. But like Xander is. I, and I've talked about this in previous episodes. Like he just he's all over the place. That homeboy. Xander is a Gemini uh-huh. for sure. And, which, like, again, I understand characters are multifaceted, but it's just, like, like, if you need a line to be said, like, okay, so the producers of Buffy have gotten Chibo Motto on their show, right? Mm-hmm. And the name of the band needs to be said at some point. And instead of being, like, do you guys, like, Xander could be, like, do you guys want to go to the bronze? I heard Chibo Motto is playing. 
Like, mm-hmm. there's something like that. But instead, he's like, we got to go to the Bronze Knight because Chibo Mato is yeah. playing. It's just weird. And there's there's some issues with, like, Beth, I'm sure you could talk about this a little more. But, like, deciding, like, if you have a line that you want to be said, deciding which character to have mm-hmm. say it is just really, really important because it just, you know, it can make a character look smarter or stupider or whatever. And, like, obviously, like, all the quirky quips go to Xander. Mm -hmm. But, like, just there's some other inconsistencies that I would complain about. If you guys want to hear more about what I don't like about Buffy, which I'm sure you don't, (laughs) but if you did, tweet me, and I'll make a whole list of everything that's bad about Buffy. It'd be a short list, though. That's why we're here. Um, yep. We hate Buffy. That's why we started a podcast about it. We have taken a whole season to get into the real fact that we hate this show. Yep. Um. Oh, man. I just love... What else you got? I loved Cordelia. Like, I have a note that's just Cordelia with a bunch of heart emojis. And mm-hmm. it that was when she was giving Buffy the business. Um, yeah. Because I just love that. Because she is a great person and a great character. And she only did that because she cares. Yeah. She and didn't... I think... Ugh. I don't know. I just think that's a really important representation of just... Like, having somebody call you out on your shit is not a bad thing. No. That doesn't make them... A, if you if you sit quiet and let... Sit quietly. Pardon. Um, if you just sit by and, like, let somebody who you consider your friend or your best friend... Or even your enemy, as Cordelia and Buffy. Like, if you just let somebody keep acting like an idiot, and if you're like, oh, well, it's okay because she's going through something. It'll like, that's not okay. Out. Yeah. You can... I've always I've always explained that, like, mental illness is an explanation, but never an excuse. Mm-hmm. And so, like... Yeah, and just having just having Buffy like apologize at the end of it, and like talk to Giles about how like how embarrassed she is that she acted that way, and and Giles is never mean to her. You know, he says like you made you made a mistake, but what like, are you gonna you'll do? You'll make a lot you know? of other ones. Yeah, that's what he said. It wasn't the most comforting. It was funny, but like you get you get what I'm saying about how it's just important to be like mistakes are good we teach that um i'm i'm working for a company called go girls which is a really excellent organization if you guys want to google it i'm working for them later this summer and we always sing a song to the girls when they mess up and we go mistakes are okay mistakes are okay you can mess up 10 times a day everybody (laughs) shout hip hip hooray mistakes are okay but um bum and that's what i would sing to buffy if i was in the show yeah. And she would be like, who are you? And then try to stake me. <laughs> and I'll be like, no, I just wanted to, I just thought this song would help you. I have a podcast about you. <laughs> um, I, oh man. Um, I thought the, I thought there were some good, really good jokes in this episode. I thought so too. Um, the line this is literally one of my top five Buffy quotes of the entire show, but the line where Giles is talking to Snyder, and and Snyder goes, "I can, I've got this smell. It's like a sixth oh, sense." Yeah. And Giles goes, "Actually, that would be one of the five. Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought that was really funny. That is, I also so really like clever. Yeah, and I like. Uh, you know, as we all know, Xander usually really annoys me. But um, at the very end, when they're, like, trying to make Buffy see the, like, 
hey, it's okay that you totally freaked out. And he says, um, they're trying to figure out what to do tonight. And he's like, should we go to the bronze? And they're like, oh, it's Wednesday. It's kind of dead. And he's like, well, I would say that we could crush our our enemies into talcum powder with a sledgehammer, but gosh, we did that last night. (laughs) And, like, he just smiles at Buffy, and then everything's okay. And then there's, like, emotional music that plays, and there's, like, a slow zoom out. Yep. And what my note at that point was, they're such good friends. Because even though Xander is so annoying, (laughs) he still has Buffy's back, which I respect. A friend of Buffy is a friend of mine. He thinks he thinks bitch is pronounced bitka. Apparently. <laughs> oh, he was. There were some parts in this episode where he was dumbed down. He and was. I, yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. It's like if you want to write a line in there, you need to. Ugh, maybe this is just from a writing standpoint, from a writer standpoint, or whatever. But like, I mean, I if think you're it's valid criticism. Put, yeah, and if you're going to put a line in that you know is going to make whoever says it look dumb, you need to choose that character very carefully or figure out a different way to work the joke or simply not put the joke in at all. Yeah, because, like, like, there's that one because Willow's like, Willow's like, you know, I don't know why Buffy's being a, such a B-I-T-C-H. And then Giles is like, Willow, I think we're all adults. We're beyond spelling things out here. And yeah. Xander goes, Bitka? And, like, funny... Yeah. He can't spell, whatever. Um, yeah. And then later in the episode, um, uh, they... What did he, what did he after say? After Cordelia gets kidnapped, um, they, they, the vampires throw a rock through the library, uh-huh. and the note, with a note attached to it, and it says, um, they're talking about Cordelia, and it was like, come oh, before right. the bronze opens or we make her a meal. And then Xander goes, they're gonna cook her dinner? And it's like, huh... I get it. Yeah. It's just, the joke, the joke isn't worth the de-characterization right? that it causes. Xander's really smart. He, like, he's not, like, I don't think he's, he's not particularly school smart, but yeah. he's not, he's not an idiot. He's, like, been known no. to, like, banter with the best of them. Yeah. So, like, I just don't understand. I mean, because, like, okay, in that scene, who do you have? You have Buffy, who's really angry at that point yeah. treating everyone really badly uh-huh. you've got willow who is like part of her character is that she's one of the smartest people at school yeah and then you've got xander who's kind of lovable kind of oafish and then you've got giles who obviously would never ever 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 say anything yeah. like that so i can see why they decided if they want if they really wanted that line to be in there for like a little bit of comic relief why they decided to go with xander but like i just don't see it just wasn't they worth it they could have done i i don't know what um, it's not that good of a joke yeah that's the bottom line here. yeah they could have done something else that didn't stupidify xander yeah because like if they want us to like him and they obviously do yeah, like, if he's going to be around for this long. Don't don't make him don't make him like dumb like that because yeah, it's yeah. not fun to watch that. Because Cordelia is I think oh, I think she's such a dynamic character and it's it's honestly when I think back like she hasn't had comparatively to the other characters, she hasn't had that much screen time, but I think uh-uh. they've really established what she's like. Yeah, I I totally agree. And because, like, one thing, for some reason, one thing that stands out to me about her is when she goes 
do you remember that episode where um uh it's 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 the invisible girl episode where she goes to mm-hmm. um to to talk about her essay with her english teacher yeah and like she she has like legitimate concerns and like people who don't care about their grades don't go to teachers for advice no like so she cares and she's obviously incredibly smart yeah like and like even though you know we hear her complain at the beginning of this episode about how she's like they were taking me to St. Croix and now we went to Tunisia or whatever Tuscany and thanks uh (laughs) Tuscany and so um like you hear her complain about like shallow stuff like that but like her reasoning behind it is like well, I think that adversity builds character, but then I think I already have a lot of character. And so she's she's Elle Woods-esque. Yeah. And, and where that, she's like, she'll complain about shallow stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like for very poignant reasons. She's just, she's just like, and so it's, 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 it's easily, not easily done, but it's, it's able to be done where you can have a character like Cordelia, Mm -hmm. who is both incredibly book smart and clever, but also cares about, like, quote, frivolous things. And both of those things exist in one person, and you, as a a consumer and an audience member, aren't, like, put off by it, and you don't think that it's, like it's wrong for that character. So I think that Xander, Xander can be super smart and super like funny and like kind of also a little, a little dumb at the same time. But like that kind of thing, like that level of idiocy is so hard to believe that anybody, like anybody could, I don't know. I'm certainly not friends with anybody that would say something like that. Yeah. It's just like, it's just easy to. I don't know. They I'm friends done, with some idiots. <laughs> you know who you are. They could have done something differently. There, I don't know what. Don't ask me. But I feel like yeah. that was not super well handled. But that's just a small part of the episode because For real. this episode was great. Really, I was just about to say. Let's read it. I would give this episode. It's definitely the best one I've seen so far. I'm going to say nine and a half. I'd go with a nine. Solid nine. Because I still like the uh, the Mantis episode the best. Oh my gosh. That's still my favorite. (sighs) Alright. We're about to have to go wrap this up because my mosquito bites are killing me. And I must go put some oils upon them. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Yep. At Buffy underscore speak. Yup. Um, we'll post episodes and stuff like that. And yep. follow our personal Twitters. I am at Beth Lindley. And I'm Caroline Sears. And that's it. That's I think. just Yeah, I mean I Listen, assume. just yeah. Google us. We're we're on the internet. We are almost too much, some would say. <laughs> My mother would My say. My mom would say that. Yep. Um <laughs> Okay, guys. Uh, see you later. See you next week. Goodbye. Don't don't crush any of your enemies' bones. Or with, do. Uh, or yeah, you know, follow your heart. Who am I to judge? Who are we? Who among us has not crushed their enemies' bones with a sledgehammer? Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>